Hi, hey, hello, FPL teacher here, bringing you the review of Fulham 2, Bournemouth 2. The action-packed draw here goes under scrutiny this time where we looked at what worked for both Fulham and Bournemouth, looking at what they can potentially bring to the midweek games because there were some pretty good implications besides the scoring outputs of Dominic Solanke and Alexander Mitrovic. Fulham's 4-2-3-1 continued to deputise Bobby Dakodova reed at right-back. With Harrison Reed in right-central midfield, the right side was extremely open and I will talk about that later. But for now, the common pattern of play here was that Fulham's left side created for their right. As early as the 6th minute, we already could see that Fulham's attackers all leaned towards the left side. Robinson was relatively advanced as a left fullback, while Pereira and Cabano were constantly very close to each other on the left touchline. They worked together to generate lots of crosses for targets in the box, such as Dan James and Alexander Mitrovic, and eventually Harry Wilson when he came on. So, <laughs> when they couldn't find targets in the box, guess who it dropped for outside the box? Bobby de Cordova Reed, who advanced from right fullback and had a couple of pops from range himself in the 6th minute, the 30th minute, even as late as the 42nd minute in the first half. Now, this common pattern of play obviously didn't yield any results, but nevertheless, the left side continues to create for the right, and once in a while, the left will take a few pot shots from range. Andreas Pereira did a couple of times in the 16th, and really, what's truly useful here is the left side becomes relatively flexible and unpredictable therefore in the second half due to substitutions. A lot of what Marco Silva can bring on is relatively underrated at the moment because William brings an injection of pace. Tom Kearney has genuine quality on the ball. I swear every time Tom Kearney comes on, the will always be a moment where commentators talk about the ball sticking to Tom Kearney's feet like glue. So anyway, in the second half, when substitutions are made, Cabano would be brought off for William. And number one, this brings Andreas Pereira off corners, which was to many FPL managers' gripe because Mitrovic's goal came off a corner. Secondly, with William and Kearney working together on the left side. It meant that it shifted the likes of Andres Pereira and Harry Wilson and Mitrovic all to the right side. Oh, sorry, including Harrison Reed as well to be the target of crosses. So really this, this build-up here, this build-up in terms of substitutions favours Andres Pereira pretty heavily in terms of shot location. Now, for FPL purposes, since we know that the left creates for the right, you just need to ask yourself whether you'd consider investing in goal scorers like Andres Pereira potentially, or would you go for creators such as Cabano on the left side. Bournemouth, with two central midfielders and four forwards ahead of them, their shape is relatively flexible in the sense that they could operate as a 4-2-3-1 by default, 4-4-2 when they attack, 4-3-3 when they need to come up with an extra dimension depending on which midfielder drops deep. So really their shape here doesn't really affect their productivity. 
their mentality, however, does. When I say mentality, I refer to their approach towards the ball because when you look at Bournemouth's stats, we know that they are one of the worst for XG considered and one of the worst for XG produced. And a large part of this pertains to the mentality where they shell themselves and choose their moments to attack. But when they attack, they produce multiple shots at a time and they do very little else for the rest of the game. This would be a typical Bournemouth game, especially away from home. It becomes very obvious where a lot of Bournemouth's shots occur, multiple of them at a time. So like in this particular match, four of Bournemouth's shots in the first half all came in the 40th, 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 and the 42nd minute. And most of them did not occur in the same sequence. Similarly, at home against Leicester last week, Bournemouth's attacks all largely centered around the same 60-odd minutes mark. So that is how Bournemouth rolls. In any case, the pattern of play still relies on Philip Billing roaming in and out of position to create space for Solanke. But this time round, full credit has to go to Solanke for also drifting out to the right side to create Jefferson Lerma's goal. This partly is also due to Fulham's naivety in terms of the space managed by Fulham's central midfielders because Bournemouth are relatively alert to the ball. They are accustomed to winning the second balls that drop down from goal kicks especially. And because their central midfielders are so good at bursting into space, for, Le- for Lerma's goal in particular, you could see that when Bournemouth, when Fulham sorry, took the goal kick and Bournemouth won the ball in central midfield, Jefferson Lerma was already on his bike on the way to the opposition penalty area. Now, this is going to be there's going to be a short section on Jefferson Lerma here because it was mentioned last week that Lerma's influence, his his danger, his ability to take up dangerous positions on set pieces is going to be valuable here despite his defensive flaws. This time round, he really made a difference where Bournemouth now have a short corner routine where they play the ball out wide, they wait for the opposition defence to push up as they usually do after corners and Lerma would be the late runner into the box alongside whatever fullback he has beside him in order to generate shots. The shot sequence in the 40th minute was particularly important because Lerma was the one that instigated this attack ahead of his marker. And then there were many follow-up shots after that. And he repeated the trick actually in the 65th minute where they had this corner and Lerma once again hung out in that central area where people did not expect, do not expect to take quality shots. The bottom line here is that this match highlighted Bournemouth's assets a lot more than Fulham's because Fulham are trying to ease Mitrovic back from injury and so Andres Pereira stepping up was a large part of the narrative of this story. As for Bournemouth, well, they have Everton, Leeds, Southampton and West Ham in four of their next five matches. So their assets will continue to prove popular or at least controversially talked about because Solanke will forever be compared against Mitrovic and the like. But in midfield, really, if you're looking for a two to four week punt, you can pick anyone between Billing or Lerma, 
to have a genuine differential under 6 million moving forward. This is FPL teacher speaking. We'll review the Spurs game up next. <laughs>